Uh, so allow me to begin by uh, referring to His Excellency, Ambassador Gonyama, the Ambassador of the Republic of South Africa to Japan, and of course, Mr. Nobuhiko, the Chairman and CEO of JETRA. Thank you once more, Chairman, for welcoming South Africa. JETRA has been a very good friend to South Africa, and we sincerely appreciate your readiness to always assist us in reaching as many of the Japanese business community leaders as possible. So I wish to thank you on behalf of my President and on my own behalf. I also wish to recognize Mr. Nakajo Kazuya, the Executive Vice President of JETRA. Thank you. And uh, Mr. Sato Joji, the Director of Middle East and Africa of the Overseas Research Department of JETRA, and all distinguished business leaders who are present here today, esteemed ladies and gentlemen. I'm really uh, feeling very privileged at having the opportunity to address you today and to speak briefly about the African Continental Free Trade Area uh, Agreement and the opportunities we believe it offers the African continent for growth. I always like to begin when I speak about Africa to remind us all that we're speaking of 54 countries because uh, we tend to think of Africa as one, whereas it's a very diverse continent of close to 1.3 billion people, many different countries. We speak different languages. We often don't understand each other. The South and the West are quite distinct, but it is a continent of great promise and opportunity. And that is what I would want uh, to, to talk about today. I also wish, before I speak about the Free Trade Area Agreement, I wish to acknowledge the contribution of Japan to South Africa's economic development through its foreign direct investment and its contribution to the development broadly of the continent of Africa through structured mechanisms such as TICAD. Let me also congratulate the government of Japan for co-hosting with Tunisia a very successful TICAD meeting in August this year. This was TICAD 8, and the fact that TICAD has continued to meet and function indicates the importance of this forum to the African continent. The announcements that were made by the Prime Minister in the course of TICAD 8, I think provide a very, very exciting platform of areas of cooperation that I believe we will make very good business outcomes uh, of. The African Continental Free Trade Area Agreement is an important strategic intervention that is aimed at increasing intra-African trade. Currently, around 11% of trade in Africa is between African countries and the rest is with out of Africa. Through the African Continental Free Trade Area, we wish to change that dynamic and increase the level of intra-African trade. The reason that we believe this offers a wonderful opportunity to international business leaders is that it now creates a basis for international businesses to establish tariff-free production facilities on the African continent, which will allow international goods to circulate in Africa and benefit from a vastly growing middle class on the African continent, and a continent where, through development, its population is increasingly having disposable income. So this is a real opportunity. What we hope the free trade area will do is that it should promote industrialization on the African continent, because we do believe that the time has come for us to really enhance productive capacity on the continent. At the moment, many of the cars you drive have catalytic converters that are made using platinum, primarily from South Africa and Zimbabwe. We do not make catalytic converters in South Africa. We should, or we should be making some components that go into the converters. So we need to address the matter of value addition of production and manufacturing on the African continent. We have the vast resource of cobalt, which is so important in the telecommunications industry. So productive capacity, manufacturing on the African continent are areas in which I believe you would derive a great deal of opportunity. So industrialization and productive capacity, very, very uh, important for us. Linked to that, of course, is ensuring that the free trade area agreement benefits from significant infrastructure development. Because it's no use to have a free trade area agreement and to seek to enhance intra-African trade if you don't have railway lines with fast trains if you don't have ports that function efficiently, if you don't have roads that allow you to reach the hinterland of a country with the cobalt mines. So infrastructure and logistics are critical to implementation of the free trade area uh, agreement. And so while uh, we hope many companies would focus on aspects of the retail sector, I think the area of economic infrastructure is critically important and must be addressed. <coughs> we have to get 
the roads right. We've got to get the air transport right. We have to have modern, efficient railways that can move goods speedily. We must ensure that our harbours and ports are digitised, that the customs uh, administrations work efficiently, that the immigration services are digitised and work speedily, deliver results very quickly. So all of these are fundamentally linked to ensuring a successful implementation of a free trade area process. We would like all our international partners to work with us to achieve success in these areas that are critical to successful implementation of the AFCFTA. It is, of course, true, as Chairman Nobuhiko has said, that there are challenges in many of our countries, including in my own country, South Africa, where we have something that they call outages, which is essentially an inadequacy of electricity supply for the level of economic activity that we have. We have a company called ESCOM, which is a major electric, electricity monopoly company, very large. And because it had not had the funding to modernize its coal-fired power station, it got to a point where the economy outgrew the level of electricity availability, and we began to have these outages or lack of electricity. We are now addressing that, and what it has created is more opportunity in the clean energy sector, of which many of your companies are now beneficiaries. So we have implemented an independent power producer program through which solar and increasingly wind energy are a major part of energy provision in our country. We are continuing to expand the use of renewable energy resources. We've recently also begun to discuss with partners in Japan the hydrogen green energy industry. We have platinum as an important catalyst for hydrogen fuel cells. So we believe clean energy through hydrogen is a significant opportunity for South Africa. So I would like that yes, you recognize the challenges, but because Japan is such a genius at innovation, I'd like you to view the challenges as innovation opportunities and not as a barrier to your success. I believe that if we address the inadequacy of energy, if we modernize our energy resource, we are currently working with various partners in what has come to be called the just energy transition. Much of our energy is derived from uh, coal because we have large deposits of coal. So we have many power stations that are fired by coal. And obviously they emit uh, very bad uh, 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 carbon uh, gases, which are a problem uh, for our meeting our climate change commitments. So we have now agreed to an international partnership for what we call a just energy transition, that is to move away from coal to cleaner energy resources. And we've agreed that we will decommission our coal-fired power stations and convert them to renewable energy use. Our partners are primarily uh, the EU countries, particularly France and Germany, uh, the United Kingdom, as well as the United States of America. We signed a partnership agreement with them in August uh, last year uh, in the context of COP26. So the discussions are proceeding extremely well, and again, these are important opportunities. We have over 40 coal-fired power stations, and over time, we don't wish to build new ones. We want to build renewable and green energy uh, sources, so those with the scientific knowledge, with the innovation capability, can come in and assist in that transition. We refer to it as just, because we would like the workers in the coal mining sector to become participants in the process of transition, uh, because we'll no longer be using coal, their communities will not have a livelihood, so we want them to become a partner, either in the liquefied gas sector or in the solar sector, so that their communities don't feel that by making the transition, they are losing a livelihood. This is a challenge and change, not just in South Africa, it must take place in the entire African continent. Some of us use uh, uh, crude oil and petroleum, others are using coal, those who have uh, coal available to them. Other countries that have less modern energy sources are using wood. And so there's great opportunity to really modernize the energy sector on the African continent. So I really would like to say that uh, these changes that we must make are huge business opportunities that should be taken up by enterprising companies such as those that exist in Japan. We also wish to do much more on the continent with respect to the ocean economy. Again, uh, at South Africa, we have over 3,000 kilometers of coastline, and we'd like to develop a robust ocean economy along the coastline. This moves from maritime uh, security into sustainable fisheries. So again, uh, uh, just an amazing amount of opportunity lies there. We also, out of the COVID-19 pandemic, have realized that the continent needs to do a great deal with respect to health, innovation, and research. You would recall that as vaccines became available, Africa was last in line to receive vaccines. We've now changed that dynamic by implementing a vaccine development program with South Africa as the African hub for this development and with other countries forming the spokes of the regional hub that is located in South Africa. So we want to widen production of treatments and we wish to move to diagnostics because we believe that we should be playing a far greater role in health, innovation, and research and should see much greater health equipment uh, production on the African continent. 
The fourth area of opportunity is that of the digital economy. South Africa is fortunate in that it has a very robust financial sector, very modern, very locked into the international financial community, but much of the continent doesn't have a digital financial sector. Much of our country, particularly in the rural areas, doesn't have broadband that reaches the most distant person. So we have to modernize wireless access, we have to make good on digital resources within education, within the financial sector, and many other sectors. And we need to build this digital economy using the existence of a very robust mobile technology sector on the African continent, because it is the telecommunication resource that can be converted to good digital practice. Of course, we also want to value add to our mining stock. We have large swathes of aluminium. We are discovering new deposits each year. We have manganese, which are so important to lithium-ion batteries. We have aluminium. We have gold, as you know. We have diamonds. So we have huge uh, resources in the strategic mineral sectors, which we would like to build new partnerships on. We are also a very good agricultural producing country with excellent commercial farmers, but also a growing number of smallholder farmers who are coming into the commercial market and making a real difference on food security. So we would like to see greater agro-processing in South Africa, but also greater take-up of our agricultural products. What the African Free Trade Area Agreement does is it will help to establish common standards along phytosanitary regulations and so ensure that it is easier for us to export agricultural goods uh, to other parts of the world. I'm always telling uh, my friends uh, in other countries that until you've eaten a South African yellow king peach, you've not tasted a good peach. And so I I do hope uh, that you will take up uh, some of the agricultural products from uh, South Africa. And of course, uh, the new healthy uh, fruit is avocado, uh, which we are trying to bring into the Republic of Korea and into Japan. And I hope uh, that we will succeed uh, with respect to this. We also have signaled as Africa that tourism is extremely important uh, to us. COVID-19 impacted very badly on our tourism sector. Tourism contributes around 8% to South Africa's GDP. But between 2020 and 2021, we lost significantly in uh, tourism because of the regulations and the uh, care we had to give to ending the COVID-19 uh, pandemic and the increase uh, in infections. I'm absolutely thrilled that since we ended uh, the restrictions in uh, August this year, we've seen a massive tick-up in tourism numbers to the degree that we believe in December we may not have hotel space in South Africa. So we're very excited because it's an important sector uh, for our country. I am aware that uh, around... 500 or so establishments that were tourism establishments had to close due to the COVID-19. So again, in terms of bed spaces and new hotels, there are opportunities on the African continent, but in South Africa as well. We also would like, through uh, the African Continental Free Trade Area, to promote implementation of the blueprint for Africa's development, which is called Agenda 2063. The Prime Minister, when he spoke at TICAD, with all the programs that he referred to, was speaking very directly to the agenda of Africa. Infrastructure, energy, digital resources, water access, education and skills development. These are all areas that the Prime Minister referred to, and they're part of Agenda 2063, as we call it, the Africa we want. So we would like business in Japan and all over the world to really get to know Agenda 2063, its key programs, and to become a partner with us in executing them. I want to stress, uh, Mr Chairman, that what we're looking for are partnerships. Uh, we, we really believe that partnerships work well. So we are seeing the African Continental Free Trade Area as a new platform for cooperation between the African continent and our good friends all over the world. For South Africa, Japan is a particularly important friend. Uh, I must confess, Mr Chairman, uh, that I tend to be able to come to Japan at least once a year. I've been very unhappy for two years because I could not travel. So I'm absolutely thrilled to be back. And I am happy that I am here speaking about what we can achieve uh, together. I'm aware as well as I speak that we are impacted upon by the current geopolitical tensions caused by the war between Russia and Ukraine. This is having a particularly difficult effect on the African continent. Many countries on the continent rely on Ukraine and Russia for wheat because they use wheat as their staple uh, diet. Fortunately, in South Africa, we use maize and we grow it ourselves. So we were not as affected as the rest of the continent, but there are many countries that are facing food insecurity, and we're very concerned about that. We are seeing a growth in food inflation uh, on the continent. Many countries are seeing very basic goods having very high uh, prices, and our central banks are all reacting in a very conservative fashion, and they're increasing interest rates. And this is putting a break on consumer spending as well as on private sector investment. So we've got to begin to make progress. We have argued that we want the world's leaders to call 
a negotiations so that we can end this war because it is causing harm to all of us. Our petroleum price has quadrupled in the months since this war began. And it is not good for our transport industry. It's not good for our consumers. So the geopolitical tension must be brought to an end. We also believe that more attention must be given to, giving to, to China and the United States of America sorting out their trade quarrels. China is a big trading partner for many countries on the African continent. And the difficulties between the United States and China are making life difficult for all of us. So they must also resolve these challenges and agree on how they will set their trade agreements so that we can all trade. Uh, they're very big economies, and you know when big people quarrel, the small people suffer. So we are really uh, uh, arguing uh, with our friends both in China as well as in the United States. Can they have trade discussions? Can they settle these matters so that we can begin to function uh, normally again? So let me conclude by saying we believe there are extensive benefits that will accrue from the African Continental Free Trade Area Agreement. Uh, one of our colleagues will go into the detail uh, in a moment. We've had extensive discussions with the continent. Uh, the majority of countries on the continent have ratified the free trade agreement. There are just a few that haven't. It tends to be the smaller economies that are afraid of what the impact of a free trade uh, area may be on them. We have attempted to assure them and to provide some guarantees that they will have support and will not be negatively affected. So we are waiting on the few remaining countries, but we've moved to implementation. We've already agreed over 90% of the uh, tariff offers, and we've also agreed the rules of origin. We're finalizing the uh, automatic payment system for the Common Customs Administration. So there is uh, a good progress in the administrative uh, areas that would support implementation of the uh, CFTA. I am uh, particularly excited at Africa really implementing a free trade area, because I believe that what it's going to do is ensure that we actually develop economic capacity on the continent, uh, that we see greater emergence of small and medium-sized businesses on the continent. If I were a big conglomerate like Toyota or Suzuki or other big companies, I would establish small plants on the African continent, focused on different components, because in that way, you then universally spread profit and development, and you have the world engaged in world trade. I think the time has come for Africa to become part of the universal economy, because that participation will fundamentally alter the African continent and make it a significant contributor to world development. So I hope you'll join us in this exciting enterprise while you continue the very, very excellent cooperation between South Africa and Japan. So thank you very much for listening to me, and I look forward to working more closely with all of you. Thank you.